This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the June 13, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. The United States has at least 45 cases of monkeypox. Sounds small, but I think I said that about COVID-19 27 months ago. Ukraine seems short on weapons, and the Russians are making a big push for areas of eastern Ukraine. Brexit continues to rear its ugly head, particularly how to deal with trade between Northern Ireland that is part of the UK and the country of Ireland that is in the EU. The UK wants to tweak the protocol and the EU does not. The UK may unilaterally change the rules for goods that would only be used in Northern Ireland and the response is horrors. According to the Weapons of Mass Destruction Program director of a think tank, Wilfred Wan, quote, all of the nuclear armed states are increasing or upgrading their arsenals and most are sharpening nuclear rhetoric and the role nuclear weapons play in their military strategies, end quote. Kind of expected, but it sucks. Moving on. When recently elected Virginia Governor Republican Glenn Youngkin was running for office, according to Sarah Rankin on NBC's website, quote, he defended a teacher suspended over an objection to using students' preferred pronouns. He opposed transgender children playing on sports teams aligned with their gender identity. And he indicated a personal objection to same-sex marriage, end quote. I'm good with the first two, not with the third, but he was expressing a personal opinion. Fast forward to recently. During Gay Pride Month, the governor hosted a Gay Pride reception at the Capitol. Quote, the event astonished and angered many LGBTQ advocates who called the festivities hypocritical and chose not to attend. End quote. Maybe the groups felt it was window dressing. I think like many political issues of today that the opponents preferred having the issue because it might help them win the next election. Chatting, getting to know each other, identifying areas where folks can work together might lessen the issue, which would hurt electoral chances. Note, both sides do it. According to the linked article by Kelsey Vlamis in the Business Insider, Putin may be planning to win Ukraine by starving the world. I have commented that food shortages are coming, but in the article, the author describes a prediction from a Yale historian named Timothy Snyder that Putin has a plan for worldwide food shortages. Ukraine produces 12% of the world's wheat, but that area produces 30% of the global wheat total. The thought is that by blocking wheat shipments from the area, Putin will hurt Ukraine, cause refugees from northern Africa to head to Europe, and use food riots to blame Ukraine. I'm missing how it would appear to be the fault of Ukraine, but can see countries demanding Ukraine settle. Putin's reasoning makes a lot of sense. No, that, that does not mean that I like his reasoning or that I like Putin. He's a sadistic asshole. As we boycott and impose sanctions on Russia, I can see Putin retaliating. I have no real thoughts or solutions other than what a friggin' waste of humanity. Even if he wins, Putin and Russia will not be better off. Ukraine will be a mess even if they win. The rest of the world will suffer, some more than others. On wheat, I can't find the article I read yesterday, but we'll try to describe it. 
A farmer says years ago he switched to soybeans and corn because they allow GMO variants, genetically modified, while the wheat industry does not. He said that yields per acre for soybeans and corn have doubled, while wheat is up only about 30%. Allowing GMO wheat might be a way to significantly increase wheat production. It is time to revisit the GMO question, though I'm sure it would take several years to implement. It might also be time to think about eating less meat. A lot of grain goes into making that pound of meat. Jonathan Turley in the linked article indicates that an abortion group called Ruth Sentas protested at Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett's house not long after the arrest of the individual who wanted to kill Justice Kavanaugh. I wish the Ruth Sentas group had taken a few days off. Mr. Turley indicates the group also shared where Justice Barrett's kids go to school. Can we agree that sucked? Seriously, what an awful thing to do, even if the Texas school shooting had not recently happened. I also wonder if it's illegal. Might that be viewed as using pressure to try to influence a judge's vote? Are they effectively saying, do what we want or we will endanger your family? Not even Trump pulled that crap. A number of outlets have the story that 31 individuals associated with the Patriot Front were arrested for suspicion of conspiracy to riot at a LGBTQ plus event in Idaho. I did not read that the 31 had guns, but they did seem prepared to riot. Good for the cops for stopping this early, though I don't know what would have happened if the cops had not intervened. The police were alerted by a concerned citizen who saw suspicious activity. Contrast that with the Link John Solomon story that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's office was sent a warning from the FBI via the Capitol Police Deputy Chief that January 6th protesters might, quote, violently storm the Capitol, target lawmakers, and blockade Democrats in tunnels, end quote. This information was not shared with those protecting the Capitol. Admittedly, I am confused on the title of the person that sent the warning to Schumer and why he or she did not share with the key people on the ground. Still, a little warning might have been good. Beef up protection to Tad. That sort of thing. I wanted to lay off the gun control issue, partly because I find the discussion so frustrating. Some of the suggestions clearly would not accomplish anything, but pointing that out was viewed as heartless. But today is another day for gun control, and a group of bipartisan senators have a framework agreement on gun control. Emma Colton of Fox News wrote the link story. Per the story, the bipartisan framework increases resources for mental health, improves school safety, makes it more difficult for dangerous criminals and those viewed as crazy to purchase guns, has initiatives to, quote, support state crisis intervention orders, end quote, I think that might be red flag laws. Increases the review process for someone under 21 to buy a gun. Not a bad start. I'm not sure how much it will do, but maybe it will do some good. At least the framework does not contain stupid stuff like closing the non-existent gun show loophole. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.